Football, baby! Are here we are on the internet we are talking fantasy football oh yeah yeah <laughs> yes football We're live baby We're hashtag back. hashtag fantasy football that is what the kids are doing i am dustin gone. we yeah we've been gone for a minute ate some turkey got some covid got a little bit of married and got uh, a little bit of married a little bit of married yeah it's been that long huh Dustin has a long. ring on his finger. I have a ring. I he have... survived the coronavirus. Yeah, best wedding gift ever was COVID. <laughs> it's been a time for this show. Ugh. As a show that has recorded very consistently without missing a week it for was... two years now, it felt and has felt all day yeah. like we haven't recorded in months. It feels like a long time. But... That's who we are. We try to be consistent. Uh, I'm Dustin. That's Travis. We're losing sucks. And that's the boring stuff, Travis. That's that's what the, the, they, the people already know who we are. What they want to know is what the hell we're going to talk about. And it's it's episode 92. Holy cow. I can't believe it. Yep. Um, we're week 13. Okay. That's what we're talking about. We're going to break down the, match, ugh, the matchups in week 13. And we're going to give you some hard-hitting analysis because that's what you're here for, okay? That's why, that's why the people stick with us, Travis, because they want the hard-hitting numbers, okay? I hope so because this is a segment-less show. No segments. There's nothing, absolutely nothing. There, we didn't even no come segments. up with a title for what we're going to do. We just have no. players' names on the sheet. Yep. Yeah, So we're just going to... Let me preface yep. what the plan is tonight and what I was thinking give about me, two hours ago. Give me the itinerary. What are we doing here? What What are we doing? The deadlines, trade deadlines, have come and gone. So there, are, gone. No, there are no buy and sells. Um, you, We've been gone so long, you know who is hurt, who is not hurt. Sure. You don't need to cover that. You pretty much have who you have other than some waiver additions and cuts. Mm-hmm. This yep. means that your start-sit decisions are more important than ever. Most Ever. of us have some must-win matchups this you week You've got to win them. So we are going to hammer on as many players as possible. What we did not mm. want to do tell is tell you that Jalen Hurts and Nick Chubb are going to have a good week. We have yes. left off who we believe to be locked and loaded every week, studs. Every and single time. You may think some of these guys are auto starts, and they might be given your lineup, but we still felt... Basically, number eight through thirty at most positions, uh, right. we should we should talk about. So we're here to tell you who to start or sit, and at least let you into our head of why we would do so, given the matchup in week mm-hmm. thirteen specifically. Getting crazy up in here. Going to let you know what's going on in this maze up top here. The Where do we like maze. to start? Where do we like to start here? At you know what sucks. we like to start with? We ain't, we know we ain't we know we ain't starting <laughs> with tight ends. We save those for the last. The big finish. okay, <laughs> but but we we are gonna start with the quarterbacks, okay? And you know what? Before we do that, Travis, I just want to play the drop. I just I want to play the drop. I want to play the drop. Let's just call this the rundown, okay? okay. I like it. We're gonna dive in to the rundown. I'll be exhausted because it's like a triathlon. 
quarterbacks in the <laughs> NFL. One Don't of ever them do that again. <laughs> the we double are, drop, the manual right. drop, quarterbacks. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is the number one quarterback to Travis Masterson on the year. He's his favorite guy in the NFL. We're talking about Tua, Alabama. Travis, he's got San Francisco. Tell us a little bit about this guy on the flying fence who's going to light it up in the Bay Area. I'm not seeing him light it up this week. Oh, he's going to just light it on fire. San There's Francisco giving up the 28th most, which means mm. very few points to quarterbacks this year quarterbacks are averaging over the last four games 12.8 mm -hmm. points that will lose you a week <laughs> san francisco has not allowed a 200 yard passer in four weeks straight Tua mm. has thrown for 250 however in five straight That's something has to give do. here maybe they meet in the middle at 225 i don't I'm love hoping. Tua. i'm I'm not necessarily just benching him because it's San Francisco. The weapons are too sure. fast, too nice. Yeah. They're different. They're too different than everyone else's weapons. But Let's there are names that. that we will get to here in a second that I will, yep. I will, you know, bring back in and say, mm -hmm. this guy I like more than Tua. This guy I don't like more than Tua. So Tua that. is the standard that we are setting right now of how tough it's going to be to start or yeah. sit these guys. He's got I'm out on skin. Tua. Are you in on him? I love Tua. Uh, yeah. I look if you have Tua, at, like depending on, like you said, we're going to talk about other quarterbacks. I like Tua more than most quarterbacks. Okay. Um, so with those weapons, yeah, he's always an option. All right. Moving Let's on. talk about um, Dakota Rain Prescott. <laughs> it's so gross when you say it like mm. that. chocolate rain. Who's your quarterback? Dakota. Dakota. Rain. Fire him up. Let it rain. Anyway, Sounds like Dak. A Dak <laughs> um, Duluth trading commercial. <laughs> tough acting, Dak Nacton. Here we go. Anyway, <laughs> hey, we're getting off trail here. The Colts are who he's playing, um, and they've been pretty tough against the pass over the last four weeks, uh, averaging 16 points against them over the last three. Not as bad as San Francisco, but, you know, Trav, you say here that you're not worried about Dak. Everyone's healthy, and you said the Colts suck. You say that they actually put up 20-plus. I don't necessarily know about that, man. I think, I look, the the Colts aren't nothing. They they still have some, some decent pieces. I think you can run on the Colts more than you can pass on them. Really? To me, their run D is the, is the strength of the defense. Really? Linebackers shutting down the run. And I think CD, Gallup, Schultz, all healthy, all finally in a groove. I feel like Dak is just... The well Colts, machine. The Colts have given up the second fewest fancy points to the wide receiver position. Wow. Um, so I'm I'm not as bullish. Granted, they're like kind of middle of the pack against quarterback, but I'm not I'm not as as bullish on Dak this week. I think he he probably is gonna end up as a middle of the pack quarterback. Tua or Dak? Tua. Dak for me. All right, Geno Smith versus the Los Angeles the Super Rams. Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams <laughs> Travis put some respect on their name why does that feel like it was 10 years ago because it also feels like a lie <laughs> the three game streak of over 20 points for Mr. I don't write back Geno Smith mm. the Rams are toast right now Geno should be just fine this defense is not scary Aaron it's Donald kind of will not be playing with a high ankle sprain it's an insult to toast 
I feel <laughs> I feel good really with all Seattle weapons in this one. I'm not scared of anything here. Yeah, I you're not so you're not scared of anything for Gino. Yeah, I, I would go Gino over to it. Is is, is Aaron Donald actually out? Is he not playing in this game? High ankle sprain. I can't see him suiting up. I don't know that don't it's know, been just, declared high ankle sprain on a for Tuesday. Aaron Donald. Just makes me feel like it's just high muscle. Like to oh, me, yeah, it, this is to me. It feels like hey, we suck. I'm yeah, tired I don't, of this. I, don't I want see a break. I think he'll play. Um, but regardless, I do not think anything is enough for that team to win. I like I like it's Seattle in this game. So uh, that defense is – like I've seen too many clips of Jalen Ramsey just missing on coverage and just like he's not the same guy, I feel. So I think Geno's going to have a decent game. I agree. I, I'm, not, I'm not scared of starting Geno in this matchup. You are not starting him. Oh, you're not scared of him. No, I'm not scared. I'm not okay. scared. Okay, good. No, because it's the Rams. Um, here's the quote from McVeigh on Aaron Donald. Obviously, we'll take the appropriate steps for Aaron in terms of how we move forward and what that means mm-hmm. as far as his availability for this week or weeks to Perfect. come. There are also rumors of a permanent shutdown for the rest of the season for Aaron Donald, Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup, and Matthew Stafford. I don't see why they wouldn't do that. I agree. <laughs> it makes zero sense. Anyway uh yeah that gross let's talk your about, boy let's talk versus about detroit t law i fought t law and t law won. detroit is bad against the quarterback and trevor How bad, dustin they are the worst bad oh that's they pretty are, bad yeah they are the worst bad uh, against the d or the the quarterback and trevor lawrence plays the quarterback position so it's not good. And look, shockingly enough, me and you talked about this last year, Travis, coming into the season. Like, how how soon is Trevor Lawrence going to be a top 10 quarterback? You know, and he's quarterback 11 on the year. So it's question, happening. The, the answer is, is it, you know, it could be happening. You know, yes, he is only one game in the last six games outside of the the, the top 12. So. I like him. I like him this week. I've got him as a top five play on the week, Travis. Wow. Um, I mean, I can see it versus Detroit. I can throwing see for it. a lot of yards. I think he's going to get you know probably fifty to sixty rushing yards, which hasn't happened a lot this season. He hasn't been running as much, but I think this is a matchup, especially with Detroit struggling against mobile quarterbacks. I think that this is definitely a matchup where Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy again, showing that he is talented and he's going to be the guy and all this other good stuff. So not to get super high and mighty on Trevor Lawrence, but he's going to be a nice play. I'm playing him over two up, by the way. Um, are you, well, you said top five, so I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> are you playing him over Lamar Jackson? Oh, who does Jackson have? Jackson has, um, Denver. Denver. I, yeah, I probably, I would probably play Lawrence over, or, uh, I'd probably, oh God, I'd probably play <laughs> Trevor Lawrence over. Wow. Lamar. So, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have a lot of fans on that one. Uh, what about um, Justin Herbert versus Vegas? Ooh. If Mike Williams is back, he's got Keenan, Mike, Everett, if Palmer, Mike Williams, Eckler. I, I've probably got Herbert like a spot ahead of, of Trevor Lawrence there. So yeah, I would probably. So Lawrence gets your gets your actual fifth spot by bumping. He'd probably Lamar. be my fifth. Yeah, he'd probably right. be my fifth this week. Deshaun Watson 
returns to Houston to play football instead of go to court. Temper expectations. Texans are number three against the quarterback position because they are awful against the run. It just so happens, Dustin. Mm -hmm. Cleveland is really good at running the football. They're very good. With Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt expected to have monster days, Deshaun Watson won't have to do much. I feel like he's going to be shaking some rust off. Oh, yeah. I have tempered expectations for Amari Cooper and David Njoku. I don't. Okay. We'll I mean, we've seen 11 weeks, 11 weeks of Jacoby Brissett finding these guys when right. healthy. Um, Amari right. Cooper is wide receiver eight on the season. So for mm. everybody on Twitter blasting me today for saying temper expectations on Cooper and Njoku, saying he's they're getting a huge upgrade. He's wide receiver eight. Yeah, like how? What? Where, what where more you want of to put an upgrade? Him? Yeah, are you getting? Oh no, he's going to be a he, instead of a top ten wide receiver, he's going to be a super top ten. Like, yeah, I kidding? I and that was my response. He's wide receiver eight. So, are you saying that he's a top seven receiver rest of the way now that Watson is healthy and hasn't played in seven hundred right. days? No, um, Goodness you've gracious. got it. You've got it. In, in short. Deshaun Watson has a lot of rust to knock off. I think so it'll be a sloppy rust. day. I think they hand it to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt as much as they possibly can. There's a lot of rust you got to knock off. There's people you go to see to get the rust off your body. Anyway, um, <laughs> Tom, Brady, <laughs> Tom Brady against the New Orleans Saints is the next quarterback we're going to talk about. Brady... Uh, as you so so astutely pointed out, Travis only has one twenty plus point week in twenty twenty two. I mean, he, I would have bet thousands of dollars, which for me and my bank account is very significant. That he through twelve weeks would have yep. more than one twenty point day. It's wild. It's a wild thing. What is happening? I, I well, I think the fact that we're having this conversation, what is happening? He's forty five years old, and that's not the first thing we go to. He was like, forty four last year and was a top. That five. is how numbers work. I will check. Can someone please check the math on that? <laughs> what? Okay, so six months go by, and all of a sudden you suck. I don't think that's it. I think a lot's changed. His offensive line has been absolutely decimated. His wide receivers just had like coming back from injury and they've gotten old. older yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and, and like you've got julio jones as your exciting piece. his tight end got so much younger though what the heck right absolutely you went from very old and experienced like so so old and broken to <laughs> young and i wish he were kind of older and a little more broken like just a little more broken but like also more good like that how do you also feel about brady need. versus the new orleans saints compared to gino and tua well, to give you more context, so the Saints are giving up 15.7 points per game over the last six weeks. Um, but I prefer Geno. I prefer Geno in this game. He's got probably better weapons, and offensive line is going to be better for Geno. The, the defense he's facing isn't as scary. I, not, not that the Saints are scary, but it's just like, you know, this whole history between Brady and the Saints, but then also it's um, Geno. They're better on, right now. Yeah, feels like they're, they're better. playing better. They're, they're a better team. So, I, I, you know, Brady just lost to Cleveland. So, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm going to go with Geno on that one. Tom Brady, I'm having to start him in A-League, but it's not like something I feel great about. So, You did Tom pick Brady, him up in our home league for free. I did pick him up. That was as quick league. as you can be. Yeah. I, I picked him up, and uh, <laughs> I'm probably I'm going to start him because he's my best oh, option. God. Unless um, Fields is playing. 
Uh, then we'll I don't see. Think he will. Same. Don't. I just. I don't. I don't want to talk about the home league. Let's. Let's move Keep on. Keep the record versus the Packers. I'm not playing Tom Brady if I don't have to this week. I agree. Uh, Derek Carr versus the Los Angeles Chargers, formerly of San Diego. Derek San Carr Diego. has been a back end QB one over the last four weeks. Mm. He's been 19. very good in the back end. points per game over the last Mm. month. That is who Mm. I hoped Carr would be on the season. Maybe he finishes that way from here on out. The Chargers defense, on the contraire, Mm. has not been what we expected. With all the additions and health, we thought this Chargers D is going to be nasty. They are not. I am smelling a shootout in this game. Maybe the Mm. highest scoring game of the week. I feel like Carr will match Herbert blow for blow 285 and three scores for Derek Carr. Wow. With a very high ceiling in this game. So what you're saying is, is you're smelling a quarterback back end, a quarterback one back end. That's what you're smelling here. I would take Derek Carr over. Yeah. Tua and Gino. Wow. So it's pretty smelly that you're smelling it right now. That's pretty good. I like that. (laughs) <laughs> 285 and three, man. Ben has a question. Is this the week two? It comes back down to earth facing the future runners up in the NFC West. Oh, damn. Dustin, are you still in on the Hawks? That's question number two. Question one, we both think Tua um, will be okay. I will tell you, Dustin has yeah. him a I'll little tell you this. than I do. The Hawks can score on anyone. Um, that's just what I know from watching them play football. And their defense can get scored on by anyone. So... I I think look you're talking about the 49ers okay if it comes down to it the 49ers their defense is better I think they'll they're the favorites to win the division I'm not going to be surprised especially with Jimmy G getting banged up if the Seahawks can still pull this off okay in, you're in still in division. that answer I'm still the in question. on the Seahawks but I will say this I'm going to make another bold claim about the Seahawks I don't know why I'm this guy this year but <laughs> I think if the Seahawks and the 49ers meet in the playoffs the Seahawks are going to win oh my gosh why that's just where I'm at. I'm just saying, like, just have you a... watched the 49ers in the last four weeks? Nobody scores any points on them. I look. I'm telling you, divisional games are weird. That they know them. I, I'm just saying, barring like injury, that's... they're the best team in the NFL. Who? 49ers. No. Yes. Barring no, injury absolutely. at full barring strength, injury, they will be no, in the Super Bowl. It's no. It's absolutely not. Absolutely they will be not. in the Super Bowl versus the no, Chiefs or the Bills. No, it'll be it'll be it'll be the Eagles. Okay, and it's probably going to be the Chiefs. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes. All right. One hundred. Moving yes. on, your boy Kirk Cousins versus Kirk the Cousins. Jets. He's the mayonnaise quarterback of the NFL. He's you put some chains on that mayo, okay? But anyway, Kirk Cousins, man, against the Jets. The Jets aren't exactly a fun matchup. Okay, they're giving up the fourth fewest quarterback points. Over the last six weeks, um, I look. This He's got is the them arg- playing forty nine er defense. I know uh, Roberto he, Sala. The the <laughs> look Jimmy G or, or Jimmy G. You got me talking to Jimmy G now. Um, you Kirk can't Cousins, help yourself. It's going super. He's cool. so handsome. Anyway, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> the guy that I wouldn't mind you know sending my kids over there for a sleepover. That's the kind of I just have that kind of confidence in him. That sleepover confidence. Um, Kirk Cousins, man. I feel like in this game, every every game he has the weapons, okay? We all, we all know the weapons. But it's just 
the Jets defense is annoying. They know how to shut guys down. Sauce Gardner's no joke. It's just it's just a well coached group. So that's always what I fear in coming into a matchup against the Jets is that they have the ability to play to the talent of any other team in the league. Yeah. At any given point, they're just not consistent. So I think that Kirk Cousins is in this matchup not someone I'm super excited to play because the Jets. I agree. I mean, it's just it's not a, it's not a matchup. I don't I'm see like, him oh. getting. I don't see him getting to twenty. That's that ceiling's no, not there. No, I think he's probably a mid. He's probably like a you know, quarterback eighteen to fifteen, sixteen or fourteen kind of guy. Fourteen to eighteen fantasy points. 18 sure, being honestly, really probably successful day. Yeah, he's probably going to be in the 14, 13, 14 point range. I agree. Jimmy G versus Miami to wrap up quarterbacks. Jimmy. Miami's giving up the third most points to fantasy quarterbacks this year, over 21 points per game. The Pro Bowl crew in San mm-hmm. Francisco is fully healthy, as we have said. When everyone is healthy, I love Jimmy G. Very nice week coming with no Elijah Mitchell. A, I think Christian McCaffrey is a huge benefactor down the stretch to, Are we because about of that him? injury. No, Are I'm we not. worried about his own injury? Um, his head coach was not, so I am not. He said he'll be fine. We're just going to manage it over practice this week. Okay. But I do think right. in the game, they give him a little lighter rushing workload to protect it when they can. And that will lend itself to more Jimmy to Kittle. I feel like yeah, more Debo, more Kittle, a little less CMC. Um, let's protect him on our way to the Super Bowl. That yeah, will wrap geez. up quarterbacks. That took 21 minutes. We yeah. must be faster for the next three positions. For sure. Um, um, that's what my wife says. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going we're heading into running backs. Let's talk Tony Pollard. Let's against- go two at a time here. You've got the first two, and then we'll alternate every two, and we will not cut each other off because I'm so good at doing that. Perfect. I love it. Tony Pollard versus the Colts. We know that Dak's gonna be blah 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 against the Colts. We've already talked about it. Go back and listen. Colts are middle of the pack versus the run, although Tony Pollard's been getting the receiving work. He gets the more exciting carries. He's better than Zeke, in my opinion. And it's, it's you know, he gets volume now. So I like I like Tony Pollard in my lineup this week. Jeff Wilson, revenge games, 49ers. I don't love Jeff Wilson against the 49ers <laughs> this week. I He's not one of the weapons on this team that I get excited about. Um, if you... If you have another option in this, you know, on your team, I would, you know, like a, even you know, maybe an Isaiah Pacheco, or you know, if you somehow have Rashad White or something, sure. Um, but Jeff Wilson, I'm trying to avoid him if I can in this matchup. But I understand if you don't have another option. All right, I agree with those takes. David Montgomery versus the Packers. Green Bay just gave up the most rushing yards in a single game in football history. Fire Holy up, cow. David. I don't know if that's true, but it's it was up there. David Montgomery um, is a smash start. They will lean on him very heavily, regardless who the quarterback is. I think Montgomery will touch the ball 20-plus times. He will approach 100 total yards and find his way into the end zone. Rashad White versus New Orleans. Saints are middle of the pack against the running back, but have seen the eighth most carries against them. White saw nine targets last game. Mm -hmm. So I think it's worth saying that he should see a very usable game in this one. I don't know that they bring Lenny back yet. Um, if they do, I still think White has a role now. If Lenny's out, yep. the volume is, is is plenty for Rashad White. Get him in your lineup. 
Um, I wouldn't say he's a top 15 guy, but he's in that 16 to 24 range, which is a very healthy flex or RB2, so stick him in there. That's right. Miles Sanders versus Tennessee. Okay, he had a huge, monstrous game last Sunday. Uh, like you said, uh, most rushing yards ever in a football game. Hashtag probably. <laughs> um, you would think, though. Uh, he's a stud, like you said. The rest of the way, he's an auto start on this offense. They just they love to run the ball. And with a rushing quarterback like Jalen Hurts, you can do it. Titans are third toughest against the running back, though. And, you know, Miles Sanders... He uh, he didn't exactly have a huge game, uh, huge game before, um, you know, before this huge blow up game. So, what am I saying here? Um, yeah, he had five point four and five point three points in the two games yeah. leading up. So, right. Yes, he had a monster one out of three games, but that's who he is in Tennessee. They run the clock. Oh, okay. I misread the note here. Okay, so we you would think he'd be a stud, but the yeah. Titans have been good. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I don't know that you have a, a better option. Like like I said, like you just brought up Rashad White. If I'm talking Sanders versus Rashad White, I might still go Sanders. Um, okay. Titans are good on on defense, but this 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 offense for the Eagles can move the ball just so dang well. I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, as opposed to a guy I'm about to talk to now, talk about now is Damian Pierce. He's been very 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 shaky the last few weeks. Um, he's, he's not breaking off these huge runs, his yards before contact, um, not great. The, uh, the Houston offense is, is falling apart, uh, quite frankly. And now we're talking about By Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted Cleveland gives up a lot of yards to the running back position, which is great. And the Texans kind of run it, you know, de facto, no matter what, but Pierce, the last three games, not exactly impressive. He's got two games around three points on the last three games. So I am not exactly full of confidence here. Do we think he gets over under 14 points? I'm going to go under on this one. I don't think that the Texans are doing enough right now, and they're not just going to get better as the season goes on. I don't think that they do enough to stay in this game. I agree. I think for him to find a 15-point day, the matchup has to be perfect right now. Yeah. Isaiah Pacheco versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincy is a middle-of-the-pack defense for running backs. It could be a shootout. Um I'm expecting a shootout. I think most people would be. It doesn't scream running game, but he can kind of do it all. And I think Tony's still hurt. Hardman's hurt. So Pacheco should see enough touches to be productive, given his yards per touch are pretty healthy. Um, I just don't want him on the bench. If you can get him in your flex, this is somebody who can have 80 to 100 yards in a score. And the ceiling is there for a home run at any time. Yes, he's fun to watch, but he's also very involved in that offense right now. Right. Devin Singletary versus the Patriots. Patriots are great against running backs. Yeah. I don't love Singletary in a short week matchup. That should be a lot of Josh Allen. Thursdays suck. And we'll talk about some more guys in a little bit that are playing Thursday. They can really cause you to tilt over the next two yeah, to sure. three days. If if Singletary comes out and has a seven or an eight, you're going to be... Right really upset and it's very possible against the Patriots so again I mean he's kind of like Damian Pierce like I'm not expecting a big day you may have to throw them in the flex but the over underline for Singletary is probably right around 11 to 12 points he needs a touchdown to have a good day for sure same thing with the next guy Zeke Elliott man he is again teammate Tony Pollard Dak blah blah Tony Pollard blah blah but Zeke 
He is a touchdown dependent running back two for three, two or three for me right now. He's getting volume, but he does get not get any receiving work anymore. And look, they they like Tony Pollard. They're getting him involved, and I just I don't love Zeke anymore. He, I, we've lost that love and feeling. So Zeke, uh, borderline two three. Although the last few weeks have been decent for him, he's been um, right around that running back one territory. I don't feel it this week though. Gus Edwards versus Denver. Gus Edwards, not a very efficient runner, but who cares when you're getting 15, 16 touches a game when you're healthy? The Broncos are not exactly um, not exactly a team that you have to be afraid of running on. They're, um, they're kind of middle um, of the pack against the running back position. So for me, Gus Edwards is going to be a low ceiling and kind of an unexciting floor touchdown dependent running back three. So Do you, you prefer Gus Edwards to... Damian Pierce or Singletary? Uh, I would say I would do not. Uh, God, I'd probably go Pierce over him. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, Pierce over him because they give Pierce the ball a bunch of times. Yeah. And I would say he, I put him over Singletary. Okay. Brian Robinson slash Antonio Gibson since they neither one of them want to beat the other person out. They're not exciting. Um, New York Giants. This is not a bad matchup for the duo, but I think it leans Robinson out of the two. Robinson has seen more carries and got three targets last week. After posting the RB5 on the week last week in PPR, I think Robinson does have a nice game. Gibson, to me, is a boomer bust wide receiver. I mean, running back three. Mm -hmm. I'm not counting on 15 points from Gibson either. I think if he gets a touchdown, you can get 12 to 14 points. That's about it. He's not shown what we have wanted him to show as far as feeling confident as a flex or RB2. It's just not there. No, same thing with the next guy. DeAndre Swift, which is really sad. You and I were both heavily invested God. in DeAndre Swift. What a freaking bummer, man. He gets the Jags. He has continued to be outproduced by Jamal Williams, who is next. He has only seen double-digit carries once this season. That is Wild. terrifying. It's terrifying dynasty-wise, too, because he's it healthy is. now. And if he's your guy and you're competing and he's healthy, then you would think he's touching the ball 15 to 20 times. That is not the case. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. It's almost like they're forcing him into a receiving back role, and he's so much more than that. Eight targets last week were encouraging. Mm -hmm. But, yes, he is a TD-dependent RB3 right now. We need to see Swift before the playoffs have two really nice weeks, and we need – Detroit to commit to him and say, this is the end of the season now. Let's see our workhorse go to work. That is what we're hoping for. Best case scenario as we head into the playoffs. Yeah. His teammate, Jamal Williams. Look, I would, I said that it's, you know, it's anyone's guess that, you know, if he falls in the end zone, but honestly, man, it's, it isn't just a guess. It's like a strong likelihood that he falls into the end zone every single game, (laughs) every single game. It's like, oh, this um, is a good run D. He's like, I don't care. I score. Yeah, he's like, I just, I, I just find, I'm a mermaid. I'm SpongeBob. I'm going to get in the end zone. <laughs> um, Travis, he has one, two, three, four games where he doesn't have a touchdown. I think he leads the NFL in touchdowns. Oh, for sure. Backs. He's got like 13. Yeah. Um, he's got more games with double or with multiple touchdowns than he has games without a touchdown. Wow. Which is insane. Um, yeah, he, he's the running back 12 on the year. Um, you're starting him. He's a safe RB two this week. I think he's going to score because he's facing the Jaguars and they don't really scare me. 
but yeah, I think that the Jaguars, I mean, the Lions are going to be able to um, get to the red zone. And then whenever they get the red zone, they just kind of give the bird to DeAndre Swift, tell him get off the field and go get Jamal. Start Jamal, practice your touchdown dance Sunday Mm -hmm. morning so that when it happens, you're ready because it will happen. That's right. Jamal Williams, man, start him. Um, AJ Dillon for Chicago. AJ Dillon has been so disappointing. I think he's like the RB, I think he's like the 35 or 36 right now. Um, Could be worse. Um, Finally had a good game. Yeah, he had a decent game, but he's still not seeing the the snap share you want to see. Yeah. 40%, 45%. That's about what you're seeing right now. However, if you're going to have a running back that needs a bounce back, get right ish game, it's against the Chicago Bears, who are probably like the worst. Other than the, I think the Browns, um, in terms of, I don't know if the Texans are worse. The Bears are second worst against the running back. And A.J. Dillon, man, he's on a team that likes to run the ball. So I think this could be a get-right game where you feel comfortable flexing him into your lineup this week. All right. I'll wrap it up here. Latavius Murray versus Baltimore. All we have to say here is there is nobody else in the Denver backfield. He gets the volume. It is a mini revenge game. Latavius Murray finds his way to 75 yards week in and week out. He's a fine flex play. If he gets the touchdown, he'll finish inside the top 20. Corderell Patterson versus Pittsburgh. Two bad offenses that should be able to move the ball. This isn't exactly the steel curtain. Cordell Patterson sees plenty of usage after being on the field for more than 50% of snaps in each of the last two games. It does appear that he, they want to keep him involved. For sure. So he would, you would love for him to get the touchdown. That would you know, solidify him as a top 15 to 20 guy if he does find the end zone. But I think you're fine flexing him. Um, even if he doesn't score, he should give you 8 to 12 points in that flex spot. I agree. I agree. Let's talk some wide receivers now. There's um, roughly a billion of them. So <laughs> we've, uh, we definitely have a lot to talk about. Um, before we do, we have Edward Zhang um, that just sent us a message on the comments. Um, who do we have winning this trade? Full PPR, Kamara and Waddle for ETN and Amon Ra. For me, it's the ETN side. For me, it is the Kamara side. I'm a little nervous about the foot of ETN right now with the history of ETN. Yes, he was cleared to come back in the game. He did not, but he was cleared to, so he is okay. Right. He's Um, he's beautiful is what he is. I like Amonra over Waddle, but again, I mean, Kamara's Kamara's last three weeks are juicy. We knew. We said three weeks ago. If mm-hmm. you if you have Camara and you have a bad record, trade him because it's going to get ugly. If you have right. a good record, go get him because the playoffs are awesome. Right. So from this point on, I'm okay with Camara over Etienne. Although I do love Etienne, Waddle and Monra is a toss up. I think we're split on this. It's going to be tough. I'm fine either way. Whichever side you got, I like more because right. I want you to feel good about your trade. There you go. You definitely didn't lose it one way or the other. No, I feel like you did. You did good. You did good, kid. We have um, a lot of receivers, Dustin. So many. So let's blitz through these. <laughs> I'm kicking these off. Brandon Ayuk right. versus Miami. Miami sixth fewest points to wide receiver over the last six weeks. Ayuk is averaging. Man, these numbers suck. Four point three catches <laughs> and fifty six yards per game over the last three weeks. I ask myself, Dustin. Okay. Is that sample size too small? Is three weeks too small to assess Brandon Ayuk? 
Mm-hmm. So I looked at the season, and it looks the same. Four and a half catches, 59 yards per game. This is a touchdown-dependent player, period. I am not saying that you should try to bench Brandon Ayuk, uh, but I would prefer some of the guys that we will mention in the next 10 minutes over Ayuk. I like the matchup, so if okay. you want to play Ayuk, I have no no issue with it, but I'm not... I'm not benching a, a Mike Williams or somebody for IU just because he's oh, wow. gotten the touchdown recently. Tyler Lockett versus the Rams, another low-volume touchdown-dependent guy so far. I was actually shocked to see the low volume for Tyler Lockett. He is wide receiver 13 on the season. And yeah. it feels like he is because it, I keep getting notifications that Tyler Lockett scored a touchdown. Yeah, he's good Like at you're saying, Seattle scores, Lockett scores. Again, touchdowns are fickle. When you need them the most, they may not be there, and the volume is not there for Lockett. The matchup doesn't scare me. If you have Lockett, you're playing him, um, but I think he'll be kind of like Ayuk. He's going to disappear on you sometimes. Yeah, fair enough. My next guy um, is essentially Buffalo Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Gabe Davis. If you like one big performance that keeps you wanting more, that is <laughs> Gabe Davis. He's got the fourth fewest points. Um, oh, to, oh, geez. All right. So the I'm sorry, New England. He has they have the fourth fewest points of the wide receiver over the last six games. Yeah. Um, ouch. Yeah, I don't like. It's a Thursday game, so I'm I'm out on Gabe Davis. Cortland Sutton versus Baltimore. I, I, Let is me ask he you still a quick on? question on Davis, real quick. Oh, God. If you bench him and he goes yeah. for 80 and two scores on Thursday, are you okay. really pissed off? Or are you like, eh, screw Gabe Davis anyway? I, it depends on who I'm starting over him, <laughs> to be honest with okay. you. Okay, all right. Uh, I, would be, I would be very upset. I feel like but, if I have him and he scores once or twice, I'm not like, oh, I'm an idiot. I'm like, yeah, of course he's going to do that. You, if he I does start. that, just go back and look through his game logs exactly. and see how he's the been doing. Make yourself feel right. better. Yeah. Um, Cortland Sutton, I believe he still plays for Denver. I am not a fan. Um, but really? he has seventeen he has seventeen catches on twenty six targets over the last three weeks, which is the saving grace here. Denver sucks. Um don't do it. <laughs> but he's getting looks. Uh <laughs> Baltimore's giving up thirty one point six points per game to the wide receivers. <sighs> he's probably gonna have like a fourteen, fifteen point game. Yeah, there's enough. And in, a P- in a PPR format, he'll get in. But I will say this don't watch the game. Please don't watch the game. You're not going to enjoy it. You're going like to watch six or seven catches for 70 yards is pretty much. You're going to watch like five or six, 10 yard throws. And you're going to be like, this freaking sucks. And then you're going to look at your game. You're like, oh, he actually, my team didn't die because of him. And that's it. That's where the excitement ends. We can stop talking about him on to the next guy. You can watch Denver. If you want to watch O-line scream at their quarterback. Cause that was awesome. That was awful. Garrett Wilson versus Minnesota. Mike White has brought mm. life to the receivers White in, in New York. Minnesota has given up the fifth most points to wide receivers on the season. First most, mm. Dustin, over the last six weeks. Yeah. 95 yards and two touchdowns for Wilson last week. Fire right. him up with big-time confidence. I'm loving Wilson from here on out as long as Mike White is starting. Devontae Smith versus... Tennessee, Tennessee has given up 33 points per game to opposing wide receivers. Second most in the NFL. This shocked me because when I think of Tennessee, I think the games are short. Yep. It's Derrick Henry, eight-minute drives. There's not enough time for receivers to get enough, but they have been a lot. 
Devontae Smith, 26 targets over the last three weeks. That is great, great volume. I am comfortable with Smith in this game. Philly needs to stop Henry instead of let the clock run away. But if they do, I think Smith has a very solid game. Perfect. That's what we love to hear. The And I agree with you. I think Devontae Smith um, should be pretty solid in this one. Christian Watson versus Chicago. Look, the, the the Bears are pretty much packing it in the season. Eddie Jackson is out for the season. They don't really have much left on defense. They can't stop anyone right now. Rodgers is playing, and he owns the Bears. I hate to say it. And Watson has quickly become the de facto number one due to Alan Lazard being inconsistent and not being able to be trusted. So Christian Watson is a screaming start this week. Uh, he's probably going to catch a touchdown, and I'm going to hate it. Just Michael. One? Let's see, at least one. <laughs> um, Michael Pittman. I don't think that's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, oh, I think really? I know. I think it's going to be the Packers scoring like 23 points, and then that's going to be it. Um, it'll I be like 23-3. That'll be the end. Wow, of no touchdown for Dave Montgomery. That hurts. Uh, Michael Pittman versus Dallas. I just I can't get behind Michael Pittman this year. I love him, but my goodness. Uh, this, this offense just – it's – Paris Campbell most of the time. It's now Jelani Woods, who mm, 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 good. And <laughs> Matt Ryan is just – hes it's the Dallas defense too good. So I'm going to go with Dallas gets everything done that they want to in this game, and Michael Pittman has like four catches for 32 yards. So Wow. Four for 32. Yep, congrats. Or, or eight Wide for 32. receiver 95 on the week. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Alan Lazard versus Chicago. Uh, C, Christian Watson, just less points. However, Dustin, <laughs> this does scare me. Lazard has yeah. been really quiet recently. I yeah. might stay away from Lazard until we see more involvement. We had high hopes for Lazard. Christian Watson has taken those hopes and run away with them. Yep. It has been over a month. You were you were not married last time we married. saw a ten point day Goodness from goodness. Alan Lazard. Ten what points in a half PPR. It has been atrocious. I'm gonna bench Alan Lazard until I see something. Josh okay. Palmer versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, As mentioned right. before, we think this will be a shootout. I think it's the highest scoring game of the week. If Mike Williams is in, I don't see Palmer having more than a seventy five yard day. 50 with a chance at a score if Mike plays. But if Mike Williams is out again, Josh Palmer for me is a top 20 to 24 receiver and a easy start versus Las Vegas. I agree. Juju Smith-Schuster on the Chiefs against the Cincinnati Bengals. We already said that we think this might be a shootout. I like Juju in this game. Granted, he hasn't been a monster the last couple games. I think he's getting back into it. They've yeah. kind of been favoring... You know, Sky Moore and, of course, Travis Kelsey. But in this game where you can throw on this defense, I feel like um, I feel like he's he's going to come back and have a decent game. Um, you've got, And I, I the, disagree. I'm, I'm you've got giving him the Alan Lazard until you see something. Same, yeah. I'm, I'm saying if you need a big week and you're already like – if you need a big week and you have like a third wide receiver or a flex spot, put Juju in. Because you have the chance at those big plays on an offense like this. All right. George Pickens. God dang it, man. I hate saying that I think he's going to have a good game because I'm facing him in the home league. But, yes, he's going to have a good game because Atlanta can't stop a single dang wide receiver. Najee's hurt, and you know that you know Pickett's going to probably throw more. 
Atlanta has been stingy at times, but man, I don't, I don't think that this is the game where they're just going to step it up for my benefit. I think Pickens has, you know, 60, 75 yards and a touchdown. And I think, think it's going to be nice. I think that's going to be a solid ceiling game, um, for, for Pickens. Um, this next guy you're about to talk to, I want to know if you would start this next guy over Alan Lazard. I absolutely would. It is Traylon Burks versus Philadelphia. Philly's in the bottom three, bottom third at points allowed to receivers. It is what? hard to it's hard to trust. Bottom three, meaning that they're pretty stiff against receivers. Uh, Philadelphia. It's hard to trust this passing game, but he's getting looks, he's getting yards um they should be trailing philadelphia you could do a lot worse i do think Traylon burks is a top 30 receiver this week i would absolutely play him over lazard okay interesting deontay johnson versus the atlanta falcons just like we said versus uh with pickens i think they both have a nice day deontay johnson scores his first touchdown of the year in Mm. week 13 oh we're calling it all right uh we will not see the volume monster Deontay Johnson that we wanted maybe ever again, unless he leaves the Steelers and gets with an awesome quarterback, but he can still have a nice day. He will never be Deontay that we knew last year. As long as he's in Pittsburgh, um, disappointing overall for Deontay Johnson very much. So, but I do think he has a, a just fine day. I think 13 to 17 PPR points. Fair enough. Um, We've talked about a Thursday night matchup. Let's move on to the wide receiver here. Jacoby Myers against Buffalo. Um, He doesn't put up huge games, and he got banged up last game. But he had three big catches to save his week, Jacoby Myers did. Um, Tredavious White is healthy for Buffalo. So, you know, I don't necessarily think that New England has this high-flying, prolific passing offense. But Jacoby Myers is important to this offense, and I feel like, you know, Seeing you know five to six seven receptions isn't ex- you know isn't excessive for this guy. I feel um, I feel like I would be shocked if he didn't have five to five or six catches. Like that's just he same. wakes up with that. Yeah, that he, that is his role as the slot guy. I I think it's not impossible to think that he gets a touchdown in this game. Um, they're gonna have to throw it to keep up with the Bills, and I you know you got him in here as a top 30, 35 guy. I I lean upwards of thirty. So I yeah. I. I'm going to go with Jacoby Myers here. I feel okay as a wide receiver three. Darius Slayton versus Washington. I mean, de facto number one. They have no one else there. Darius Slayton is the guy they trust, and Washington gives up a lot of points to the wide receiver. So I feel like you got it in here, and I believe it. Darius Slayton over Michael Pittman. I think that is, is a lock this week. I, I would feel do like. it. He's been yeah. so solid. Darius Slayton over so many guys. So Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I'm actually going to go look to see if he's on our waiver wire. You go and talk about Adam Thielen. <laughs> All right. Adam Thielen versus the Jets. This one scares me. The Jets are third toughest against wide receivers this year. Thielen has one double-digit day in the last five weeks. Gross. Even with a touchdown, he can have a very quiet day. Thielen can give you two for 19 in a score. He and sure can. you would think, oh, he's touchdown dependent. But that's still single-digit points. Yeah. A vintage game last week, yes. But the, as we said before, the Jets are very solid. Um, if you need a wide receiver three, let's say you're in a league that starts three, I'm okay starting Thielen, but I am a little scared of it here. If you have somebody like Slayton or could pick up Slayton, um, I would start a Jacoby Myers or Slayton over Thielen this week. 
Moving on, like finally, Dustin. Tight ends. Finally, we're here. 45 minutes later, we get to wrap it up. Um, mm. Let's see how many we've got. One, two, three, four, five, got all six tight ends. tight ends. So let's just break it up into threes, man. Let's just do it. All right. I'll start then, and I'll let you wrap us up. Done. David Njoku versus the Houston Texans. Cleveland should joke. be able to move the ball. It's not a joke. With ease in this one, which means red zone opportunities for David Njoku. But what will we get out of his quarterback? If you're feeling froggy, start Njoku as a top eight guy. Um, I think top eight is a little bit vague there. Would you start him over somebody oh. like Schultz or Fryermuth? Um, Schultz um, and Fryermuth. Schultz against the Colts um, and Fryermuth against Atlanta. I am going to put him right. Um, I'd probably in put between. him right under. I'd probably I've, I, in between. That's that's fair. I I think I've got Fryermuth ahead of him. Schultz beneath him. So yeah. oh, I'm flipped there. I got Schultz and Joku Fryermuth. Interesting. Interesting. Although they're playing Atlanta, maybe Pat should be up there. You're right. Uh, but that's overall, we're fine with Njoku this week. He, I think, fifty and a good chance at a score. David Njoku. Right. Um, number one of six. I will move on to number two of six. There you go. Uh, Dawson Knox versus New England. The Patriots have given up the second most touchdowns to tight ends this year. They give it up to the touch mm. to the tight end position um, in the red zone. Dawson Knox loves touchdowns. At least he did last year. Since the Bills will probably resort to moving the ball through the air, uh, Knox is not a bad dart throw. He's been disappointing this year, but you could do worse. I don't think he's in the Njoku, Schultz, Fryermuth tier. No. But he's well above guys like Robert Tunyon. Um, yeah, he's, Tyler a, he's a top 12 tight end option this week. Trent. Yeah. I um, I think everybody else that we're, that we're going to talk about next, I would still prefer to Dawson Knox. Gerald Everett is one of those versus the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are not someone that you are scared to face as an offense. We've already said many times. I expect this to be a shootout, maybe the highest scoring game. Kansas City and Cincinnati will give them a run for their money. Um, Gerald Everett, I think, will be affected by the Mike Williams decision to play or not. If Mike Williams is out, I do think Gerald Everett will be a double-digit point tight end. I, we've seen it um, yeah, a few times been, before. He's been good. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, still touchdown dependent. Let's talk about Hayden Hurst against them. Chiefs, you just talked about the matchup, and it could be a shootout. I don't know how much necessarily, quote-unquote, extra work we're going to see with Jamar Chase probably coming back this week. But, like you said, could be a shootout, a lot of passing opportunities, which is what you want as a tight end. I think, I, look, I'm still going to put him as, like, a 50-50 you know, shot to get into the end zone, but Hayden Hurst, he's in that range of guys where I'm pro I'm playing him over a guy like Tunyon. I'm playing him over the next two guys I'm going to talk about. Um, he's, I hate the top 12 tight end talk. I hate yeah. saying that, but still, but I, I mean, had to there's rank 12 them, guys in the, in every fantasy league for the most part, 10 to 12, right? You have to start one of the top 12 guys. So yes, right. he, he's somebody that you want to start. If you, if you're, if you're one of the guys where you've been kind of streaming tight ends all year, if Hayden Hurst is available, go start him. Yeah. Um, Foster Moreau versus the Chargers, another possible shootout matchup. 
And look, for me personally, if his name isn't Adams or Jacobs, I'm not excited about him on this offense. He's had touchdowns in two of the last three, though, so I can't really like knock him. You know, like I said, if you're looking for production, maybe here. But Chargers defense friendly as well um, for offensive weapons. So I'm gonna say you could do worse. I'm starting Hayden Hurst over him, but I like Morrow def- over Knox. I think he'll oh, be more God. involved. I, I, hmm, I'm not. I'm not gonna go there. Um, but again, I could be wrong. I just think that I think whoever scores the touchdown out of these, that's really how it's going to come back. (laughs) Who's going to score? Um, I hate this game. Tyler Higby had to, to wrap it all up for us here on, you know, talking about week 13, Tyler Higby versus Seattle. Look, it's the freaking Rams. Okay. The ineptitude of this offense knows no bounds, but without possibly Stafford this week, and watching how they played last week, even with Seattle being the best team to face if you're a tight end, just I'm still it. not excited about Tyler Higby, man. They don't throw it enough. Tyler Higby saw zero everything last week. Zero. And he played 60% of the snaps. So when you the Rams do offense worse, on the field, you, you should change to another right. game. Don't give you yourself do, a reason to watch that. Yes. There will be worse tight ends. But I can't tell you how many will be worse. <laughs> okay, it, thanks. It could be it could be one. It could be <laughs> none. Um, All right, I'll I'm, say this before you wrap us up. I want to okay. say that we are incredibly thankful for the listeners and those that interact with us on Twitter that for check sure. out the website. It means a lot to us. We put a lot of effort into this show each and every week, and we didn't get to say it on Thanksgiving show. Dustin had COVID. Travis had family in town, but we are back. We're going to finish strong, and we encourage more interaction as these decisions get tougher and tougher. Dustin, bring us home. As always, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for watching. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Losing Sucks. You can check out our website at LosingSucksFantasy.com. Again, shoot us a message. Tell us how you're, uh, how you're feeling about your chances here. Start sit questions. Any advice we can give you, we're here for you as we head into the fantasy football playoffs. Go get those rings. Like I said, make make sure you're following us. It's always a great time. On here with you, Travis. I'm Dustin. We'll be back Thursday. Going to break down that game. New England and Buffalo. As always, losing sucks. Don't do it.